Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm full green screen Joe Cabello, and this is big-faced dickhead Chris Asoda, and this is Podcast Mania. We've been shrunk down to the sound of size, uh, sound wave. What? We Yeah, we've been shrunk down to the size of sound waves, uh, and it's mania because of that. What's up, Chris? And this week, we are sounding each other as sound waves. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) Sound, you know, sounding? I don't know. Is that, like, uh, similar to docking? Uh, It's kind of, but it's instead you put, like, a a rod down the pee hole. Oh, my God. I've heard prostitutes talk about that. They've usually said, like, no, sir, we don't do that. Uh-huh. Uh, when I when it's been discussed, but uh, okay, sounding. I've heard it done with barbed wire. Oh my god! Not razor wire, but barbed wire. I think there's a, a safe way to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this is uh, we're gonna be reviewing Marvel's Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, uh, which I'm so glad they call it Ant Man and the Wasp because what I mean if I didn't think the Wasp was gonna be in it. I certainly might not show up in theaters. Um, that's you know, our... they called it. They called it that, so you remember she's in it. <laughs> yeah, it's... that's why it's called that. They're like, it's Ant Man and reluctantly the Wasp, Quantumania, <laughs> and Psy the Wasp. Uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with the Wasp, um, but yeah, I mean, we'll get into we'll get into that. Uh, but that's our feature review. Chris, what did everybody just hear? I uh, like they heard... the punami. <laughs> Inside joke, uh, but you guys get yeah. it because you also like the punani. I would hope for our male <laughs> listeners, female listeners, and uh, even gay male listeners that they all like the punani. I'm not saying you have to like <laughs> love the punani, uh-huh. but let's at least have a, a, a respect for it that is almost like quality but yeah what did people just hear uh they heard queenie pie by davis il friend of the show the best song ever written which is our theme song um but we might change theme songs too i like the punani by steven seagal so we'll see if we get enough votes we'll do it so text um 555 no (laughs) Anyways, we're going to get to all of that soon enough with this late in the week episode. Um, I think because we both had to, we wanted to watch Quantumania so many times. Um, oh, yeah. I we... had, I came down with a case of Quantumania. <laughs> and I just had to rewatch it over and over again. Have you noticed that Quantumania has the words Ant-Man in it? Oh, God. Oh. It does. Um, but before we get to that, we have a couple segments we have to get to. The first one is we watch The Last of Us along. Again, that's the boring <laughs> one. I forget the good one. I don't have it written down. Uh, um, I we, guess we are the, the last, last of, of we us watch along. it. Oh, yeah. The, the last, last of us watching it along. <laughs> and we're going to talk about The Last of Us, the most recent episode, I believe, six. It is. Yes. Episode six. So spoilers for that, but um, all of our listeners have probably played the video game. Uh, we have data tracking on you. We paid the Chinese a lot of money to get everything we know about you guys, and some in some we cases know your too much search history. 
Yeah. On Pornhub. If you know about um, any of the sexual acts involving outside or inside of the penis, we know it. <laughs> we know. That's, I mean, the reason we brought up the sounding bit was because uh, 60% of our audience actually searches for sounding. Yeah, we know you guys would Pornhub, be like high-fiving so. each other. We also know that yeah. 90% of you watch it or listen at the same time together. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which is yeah. weird. And maybe you're doing some sounding. I don't know. That we didn't have information on. We're working on it. The Last of Us, Episode 6. Let's get into it with the gamer's perspective. <laughs> let's go with Chris. Uh, just so interesting episode. Um, I did enjoy it. I think the one thing I will say that was most interesting from a person who's played the games is the town that they go to it was not in the original game but it was in the sequel so it's actually like merging some of the the future stuff early and kind of like maybe i don't know get having like it's a pre-built set ready to go for season two for more you know stuff that happens yeah and making it more so when it does come up in the next season yes it's more impactful for the audience Mm -hmm. it feels like more of a world that you've already lived in instead of uh just some communism what was up with the communism (laughs) i don't like that (laughs) tucker my good friend tucker carlson (laughs) said something uh Uh, But, okay, that's interesting. This whole episode, to me, as an outsider, felt like this doesn't feel like it was in the game. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it doesn't feel like it was necessarily, like, a cohesive sequence of the game the way others have. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a little different, but um, more or less the same in terms of his relationship with his brother and how how that works and his brother's wife it just was in like a different setting that this happened okay for the most part so it but it is yeah like the most kind of like story heavy like you're not going to be fighting for a while compared to the rest of the game so and uh joel does that does he get mortally wounded at at this point in the game as well, uh, that to me, yeah, like yeah, impossible. actually, he does, yeah, that is uh, like a big part of the game, yeah. Oh wow, okay. So yeah, and oh, another thing too is they they show a glimpse of a character in uh, the like dining hall scene uh, that that um, is like staring at Ellie. Oh yes, and it's kind of just like a written off, like you know, they just don't see you very much. But basically, that that girl is not confirmed to be a character for season two, but looks very much like a, a very important character in season two. So that was like another thing where, as a gamer, you, you wa- see that and you're like, what the fuck is that? This person that's not even in the first game? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So kind of fun that they're like they have the foresight of part two to really like put it into the season one and kind of Mm -hmm. tease it a little bit. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that pays off. um, Because I can, I can see why you would do that. 
versus yeah. you wouldn't do that in the game because one you wouldn't know of anything in the future of what was going to be written in yeah. the game but maybe you wouldn't need to just to be present and games aren't generally teasing sequel stuff mm-hmm. uh but yeah i thought a good episode as far as this relationship between them and pushing joel past that yeah that level of caring for her um mm-hmm. thought that was all really great and I always get nervous when I see these towns that are doing well post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I'm like, well, guys, I have bad news It's Something like just a matter of time. In, in order for the story to be interesting, I'm sorry, but this isn't going to stay perfect forever. Yeah, you're only happy um, to see towns doing poorly because you're like, okay, you your story might be that you do better. Yeah. Oh, is someone coming to raid you constantly and taking your supplies? Oh, maybe you'll have a a good outcome after this. The Mandalorian might come. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, man. So that's one hilarious thing about this episode is uh, how much Joel's character, Pedro Pascal's character, Joel, does like some great acting and showing how scared he is. Uh, his his scene with Bella Ramsey in that in the bedroom where she's like telling him everyone leaves her mm-hmm. is like pretty much word for word how it was in the game, and I feel like just as impactful. Um, but uh, it's it just shows you how much the Mandalorian is a waste of his fucking time. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in his fucking him. helmet yeah. in a robot voice doesn't really get to emote as well and in this show he's just like mask literally mask off getting to fucking really shine it's like yeah oh the mandalorian it's so true and i think that that would probably be true for just about anybody in that role i almost feel like you take a mandalorian and you do a power rangers where you're like hey put a really competent body actor and stunt actor in it and then have a professional voice actor do the freaking voice like why do we need to have the person be a star if you don't see them uh anyways but yeah uh good episode it's very intriguing for me what's gonna happen this is the like i said i didn't think this him getting injured might have been part of the game and that would be something they just like kind of did to throw off the audience and take a turn yeah. but uh just goes to show that it's keeping me on my heels yeah all right well that is the last of us we'll continue watching that uh i'm definitely enjoying it uh let's move on to the uh chris's pick uh yeah so my pick for this week yeah i watched this movie that I had talked to you about briefly um, because it was playing in a theater. The closest theater to me it was playing at was like an hour away. So I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I should see it. But it was released uh, digitally later this this weekend. So I got to see it without having to to travel. Um, And it's called The Outwaters. It's like a horror movie, found footage horror movie. Mm -hmm. It was getting like a lot of good buzz. And I think even on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has like an 80-something percent. Wow, I didn't know it was doing that well critically. 
Yeah. I didn't get a oh, chance I'm to sorry. watch it. You know what? It has a 69% now. So. Well, that's a better number. Uh, yeah, 69% and a 420 audience score. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, No, actually, it has a 41% audience score. Close. So that uh, makes sense, yeah, because that's one point away from... Uh, the Outwaters, though? Okay, so it's a horror movie, found footage, about four people going into the desert to shoot uh, a music video. And there's some weird stuff that happens while they're camping. They hear some weird sounds. And then, like, all hell breaks loose, basically. But here's the kicker. You can't see anything that's happening because I... I did not like this movie um, <laughs> and it's because they really tried to approach it from uh, like a true found footage aspect of like not being purposefully shot so mm-hmm. there's lots of shots where the camera is just at someone's side sideways or upside down or it's pitch black and they only have like a flashlight to show like 10% of the screen and it's also moving incredibly fast. Mm-hmm, jittery. So, yeah, and and part of it I feel like is that it goes to almost like a cosmic horror uh, um cosmic horror-esque journey that this character goes through that if you could actually see what was going on, it would be like this trippy insane ride, but you only ever see maybe 10% of it and it's Virtually incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's like, it's, yeah, it, I, it has been talked about uh, along with like Skinnamarink and like it's. Uh-huh. But like, the, so the thing with Skinnamarink though, I, which I haven't seen, is that it is lots of static shots. So I feel like there's a lot of tension in anticipation for things maybe mm-hmm. that this movie is lost because the whole time there is action but you can't see it so you're desperately trying to make things out and you can't and that i think is the frustrating aspect because yeah there's it it is strange it is like it's almost as if it's like four friends going into the desert and having like the most insane peyote trip and uh to the point that they like get murdered by each other or something Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just like uh nuts there there yeah there there's like very weird things and nothing is ever like really explained or able to be understood i think yeah it uh, sounds very pure found footage which it can also get annoying yeah. when a found footage movie is like cheating way too much um i didn't watch this movie because uh whenever i was like i had enough time to fit it in it was daytime uh-huh. and i was like i know this is kind of going to be an immersive dark movie i can't have glare on yeah. the screen so i didn't get to check it out because I, I was sure of what you were saying not necessarily like how bad but i was very sure it was going to be that type of movie where i'm like i kind of wish i would have seen this in theaters anyway the same with skinnamarink where kind of need to be in a position where i'm just focused on that or else it'll lose me yeah do you see any merit in it uh, at all, or do you think? I w- I, that's the thing is, I wish I had seen Skinner Rink just so I could really compare the two. 
because it sounds like they're similar but like very different at the same time. Uh, so I, I definitely am gonna try and watch that in the coming week because I know it's it's available digitally now too. Um, but yeah, I, like there's one thing in this movie that I appreciated, and it was at the very end of the movie. The credits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, there's there. So I guess uh, can I just spoil something that happens at the end? I don't know. Uh, Maybe yeah, people would like skip five minutes so. Yeah. Uh, basically, a character. It's gonna take you five minutes. No, no, it's gonna take me like thirty <laughs> seconds. But got him. I don't know uh, how, but I did. A, right, yeah. <laughs> a character basically goes crazy uh, and finds like a shark tooth in the desert. Oh, I'm sorry. And that's another thing is a lot of the scenes. Besides that, if they're at night, it's a flashlight. During the day, it's just like shots of like blo- a person's bloody feet. And them just like, like crying and like uh, running mm. around, and it's just their feet the whole time. Uh, but yeah, so he, this character finds like a shark's tooth on. The and floor. shark's tooth is the name of some bounty hunter, like intergalactic yeah. bounty hunter, or yeah, yeah. He's a transformer, actually. Got it. Uh, so he finds a shark's trans- tooth. Gender is the PC term. Well, okay, we're getting to that point actually because. <laughs> Uh, the character takes the shark's tooth and starts cutting themselves with it. Uh, and then there's like a shot of their, their, they're filming their body. It's covered in blood and it looks like they're like cutting at their, at their like waistline. And then the next thing, you know, there's a shot of like some sort of meat like thing on the ground that they're just cutting into. And then they turn it, and it is the person's dick. Oh wow! They cut their own dick off, and they're just they're just like stabbing it while it's on the ground. Uh, and then they disembowel themselves and walk a little bit more and put the camera down. Uh, so that was like the most. Uh, that's actually like the most you could see the whole movie. Yeah, it's just a shot of a cut off penis. So making it all the way to the end, I was like, oh, well, at least to see a dick get cut off. Uh, that, that's yeah, cool. that's memorable. Uh, yeah. I can't, like, uh, last time I remember a dick being cut off is what, like, Piranha 3D? When Jerry O'Connell's dick yeah. gets cut off and eaten. And talks about it. Yeah. As he does. Yeah, that's good. That's probably the last one I can remember, so. Um, there's a good one in the movie Porno where it's not so much that it gets cut off. I think it gets blown off. And then they show it. They pull down his pants to stitch him up, and it's like exactly what you would think if someone's like penis and balls were half blown off their body. Oh shit! It's good. Genital mutilations. We're talking about sounding and genital mutilation this week. <laughs> Get your bingo cards out, folks. <laughs> All right, All right very yeah, good. So well, that is outwaters, uh, outwaters right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, so let's see. I've got a movie that I watched. Actually, I want to bring this up. I don't have a lot to say on it yet. I just want to prepare everybody uh, (laughs) for it, for maybe my my statement. I put on a movie yesterday because I was like, I need to go to bed super early. I was exhausted. Um, I had a migraine. Um, so at nine, I was like, I just need to put something on that'll be entertaining, but I won't get like sucked into. So I was like, I want to wa- rewatch the um, 
uh, aircraft carrier fight scene from Kong Godzilla versus Kong. And I put that on. And okay. I watched about like five or ten minutes before until the end of uh-huh. that. And you know what? I think Godzilla versus Kong might actually be a sick movie. <laughs> that you know, the fighting scenes are not bad. I think that's agreed. That's and the, also, uh... Millie Bobby Brown being a conspiracy theorist <laughs> who goes to work with uh, Brian Tyree Henry, uh-huh. who is a conspiracy theory podcaster who bleaches his skin every night yeah yeah it's all really good stuff i think <laughs> i think i mean you love you it. love a good uh podcaster character so i love the what was his name he was in uh in ghostbusters afterlife uh what was his name? oh yeah podcast oh <laughs> that was it that was it <laughs> um but i started to watch i was like you know what i think this is all very like campy and and fun actually, but I have to w- watch oh. the whole thing to <laughs> see if I truly believe. Well, that. remember we said if it would be truly the best if they like teed uh, Mecha Godzilla up for like a Stone Cold Stunner or like at least hit <laughs> yeah. one power bomb. The or the but Deadly Brothers, it, you know? Yeah, yeah, like the Deadly Brothers. Yeah, yes, perfect. Yeah, or like. You know he's he's on his back, and they get on climb up to the top like a uh, Kong climbs up to the top of a skyscraper, and then does the like points of finger guns to his head and then moonsaults onto mm-hmm. Mecha Godzilla. Greatest movie of all time. Yeah, it it ju- I think it might just be missing that. If I as I rewatch, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, this is all good, but it needed that extra thing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Godzilla versus Kong. I'm not ready yet to say. <laughs> anything i'm just saying some uh, stuff is happening um right. I, have a, I have some other things to talk about but i'll throw it back to you chris okay uh i did watch over the last uh, two weeks on twitch i watched the second and third indiana jones movies damn you're Temple on the indiana Doom jones kick and the last crusade yeah it's you know when i watch those streams they wanted to keep watching all of them so we watched uh watched the second and third one, it's and you know, so they're still just like the first one. They're just still really fun. Lots of amazing practical effects, uh, especially for the eighties. And uh, I feel like I don't know, man. Eighties movies are are like such. There's when eighties movies are good, they're like timeless, mm-hmm. you know, because they there's like right before they started to use CG for everything. So all of the practical effects were like the best they could be. Yeah, especially a big that. movie like that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh it's really funny to watch um the the last crusade because seeing Sean Connery now just being like, God, you're such a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's so funny to see him be this character who's like this like charming asshole father and then no like yeah you ended, you ended your career when you talked about how openly you were to barbara walters about beating women i still love it oh, <sighs> geez, dude. um 
Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about with that, too, of, like, how much he was Bond, but our generation kind of missed that. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't really yeah, think about the, him as Bond. You know, I did I did watch him a lot. I watched those movies a lot growing up, but um, I think they're, they're ruined by those, like, super cuts of every time he, like, there's ones where it's, like, every time he, I think it's people there's just this one clip where he's he's like interacting with a one of the women in the movie and he just like seemingly from this clip out of context just says bitch to her <laughs> and like walks away uh and uh that's basically all i can think about when i think of him as james Bond. right and we kind of missed all that but like as yeah. we saw him in um different stuff so i wonder how that was to watch him in that movie just being like dude that's bond you know uh-huh. Um, yeah, or like really. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, his, yeah. which I think was his last movie, and he's like... And we have yeah. Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan drifting a tank. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Goldeneye. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Are you, you going to watch the, gold, the Crystal Skull uh, soon, then? Oh, uh, I don't know. I guess they're going to watch that this Wednesday, then, that means. It was usually every Wednesday. They'd have so, to, I would think. It'd be ridiculous. They have to. Not I'm to. kind of afraid to see that movie again because I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Midnight showing. Swinging on uh, vines with Shia with a, Yeah. And uh, they turned the AC off and it was <laughs> like the hottest shit. I was like sitting there sweating like, what the fuck is that? It was like the worst experience. It was already like a shitty movie. And then the fact that it was just way too hot and like mm-hmm. two in the morning was like, fuck off. <laughs> now I have to take a freaking sweaty shower at three yeah. in the morning when I get home. Uh, cool. Anything else to say about Indiana Jones? I, I just really hope the, I, I feel like it's impossible for the new one to be good, but I hope that it is. especially yeah. because of how much I'm enjoying Harrison Ford in shrinking. The new Apple TV show, yeah, with uh, Jason Siegel, he is the best he's been in anything since he's been like older and back in Hollywood stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like his character in that is the best, but he's also playing this like grouchy old man that wants to be left alone kind of character. Yeah, so it feels like it's like easy for him to do, but it's like not the as best lame he's as been. Those other ones, yeah, yeah. So yeah, hope, firewall hopefully. era. <laughs> when it's like he went from action star to like I'm in an action movie. It's about a, a firewall and a <laughs> USB drive. <laughs> Great, Grandpa. Or what, what was that one with him and uh, God damn it, the the movie where he's a detective and he there's like a sex scene for him and he's older. Oh man, what is that? And uh, it sounds shit. like a freaking um, uh, what's his name move? Uh, Gran Torino, Gran Torino style move. You know, one of those. Uh, oh, I, sorry, Hollywood Homicide, dude, with Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Two thousand three. Wow. They're like partners. And they have this. Was it right? was not good. Yeah, they have a sexy. Name. Okay, well, very cool. Um, I have to uh, 
the name is there's a reason why I need to think of the name I was just thinking about with Gran Torino. Because um, to talk about the next thing I watched is, uh, and I just got it, uh, Clint Eastwood's Dirty Harry. Oh, nice. Um, i never seen it. And uh, I've been slowly reading, a, a, uh, what's his name, Quentin Tarantino's new book, where he does various essays about movies from the 70s and 60s that were impactful to him. And this is one of them. Um, and I read it, and I'm basically trying to read the chapter on the book in the book and then re- watch the movie. And I'm going oh, cool. horribly slowly because of that, because <laughs> I'm not always like immediately wanting to watch that movie or in a position. But I'd uh, gotten really excited to watch this movie based on his essay, not really knowing much about it other than like the line that we all know from it, where it's the... Um, do I feel lucky? I, he's like, I am your father, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am your grand Torino. Um, but, uh, you know, do you feel lucky punk? Do you that whole thing? Yeah. But it's a whole like serial killer, um, detective movie where he's also yeah, a, and a lot of, a lot of people didn't realize cause you know, most people know the, the, the line, but they never saw the movie that he's saying it during a sex scene. well a sounding scene really yeah yeah uh, and he shoots the bullet down the guy's pee hole (laughs) he's like sound this and he shoots him and they he likes it all that so um but yeah yeah, this movie actually rules i thought it was really good uh yeah very atmospheric um some of the shots choices are really great how you'll see the um, some of the victims just like play out a scene in silence because it's what you're watching them through a sniper scope and that's uh-huh. super tense. Um, so I was just like, damn, I should have watched. I think I kind of wrote it off as a Clint Eastwood cowboyish movie and I uh, didn't realize how much of a freaking like serial killer crime procedural movie it is. Yeah, because isn't that one like loosely based on the uh the killer from the big killer yeah yeah right isn't it yeah it's it's basically yeah. that except i think goes you know much crazier a bit with that, that yeah and, and he and it's it's a movie so they catch the guy at the end well i wouldn't say that i mean they do but uh <laughs> So, yeah, I thought it was just a really awesome movie with uh, um, good performance by Glenn Eastwood. Just real, real even keel, badass dude. Um, But, uh, yeah, really a pleasure. As I was like about halfway through it, I was like, damn, this is sick. What the hell did I wait so long to watch this? Um, The first movie I watched from Quentin Tarantino's book was Bullet. And that was a couple months ago. Um, so now we have uh, Dirty Harry. And, uh, and yeah, I think it's up there with uh, some of the best cop movies. Period. Are you going to start watching the rest of the Dirty Harry movies? I won't, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest. I think I watched, uh, I, I watched a couple of them because I was in a uh, detective and gangster movie film class in college 
Oh, really? And they had to yeah. do the sequels. All we can get. Uh, is I think just sequels, one. Though. I think. I remember I watched this other one called The Deadpool. And I was like. It was like 2006. I was like, Deadpool, sick. Then, Imagine Clint Eastwood doing all of Deadpool's <laughs> lines, line for line, <laughs> script for script. Uh, like now, too. Like how he, how old he is yeah. now doing it. Yeah. Hey, Wolverine. I'd rim you, but I hardly know you. Um, uh, throwing it back to you, Chris. That was Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry, actually, also the nickname for my genitals. Uh, I watched another old movie, another old classic, uh, on stream. Which was Escape from New York. Oh, hell John yeah. Carpenter, Kurt Russell classic. Uh, just this movie is like so much uh, style over substance, but then at the same time, like it's still legit. Yeah, there's like the movie. plot is so. Yeah. Like what? Just a real basic plot, but everything is so cool. The, the world building and like how it's just like fucked up, overrun. Yeah, so it's like, it basically, you know, Kurt Russell is uh in is like imprisoned and they tell him he can like go free if he does a mission for them to get the president rescue the president from in New York in the future. It's like walled off and it's a prison that they people people just get thrown into it and left for, for After dead, the basically. earthquake of 1999. New York has <laughs> yeah. become a prison. Some shit like that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and so it's kind of this like, it, I mean, it was it came out in '81, uh, but it yeah, it's supposed to take place in like 1997, and so it's like this idea of what the future is, and it's totally like your classic '80s future movie where everything mm-hmm. is just like fucked up and run down, taken um, over by yeah, corporate it, political interests. Yeah, uh, it's it's just such a cool ass movie, and. Uh, it's funny that like it took them like fifteen years to make a sequel, uh, but you know all these other movies remake, are getting really? yeah, which is essentially a remake where it's like oh I can do my movie with a bigger budget, cool. Yeah, but just I'm just saying the like theory. okay, it's it's been like twenty something years. What if he does a third one? Like there's all these other movies like Indiana Jones is getting a fucking sequel. Well, we have no hope for. If John Carpenter makes a fucking sequel, mm-hmm. I have high hopes for that, you know? And Kurt Russell, back for one last yeah. mission? Come on. Just rewatching him in uh, the Fast and Furious movies, and he's so good. Uh, yeah. Just having yeah. fun. Yeah. He shows up. Uh, yeah, he does. He's still, he's still just everything he's in, you're always like, fuck yeah, Kurt Russell. The best. It must be nice to be him. <laughs> Getting all uh, that Goldie Hawn poon. <laughs> okay, that's the part they'll clip. They'll clip that and make me sound like a monster. Here, remember Overboard, where uh, he he pretends that she's her uh, his husband <laughs> yes. or his wife, and, which is like essentially kidnapping and rape. I think if they have sex. I don't even remember, but I'm assuming they do. Yeah, I think there's a lot of charges you could probably put on him just because <laughs> of the weirdness of the circumstances. Yeah. The fraud. Um, 
a lot. So all that. And then and then Murder. they made a remake. <laughs> yeah, the the gender swapped one. Yeah, which is like that's not better, guys. It's not better that it's gender. Yeah, it's still, still morally wrong. <laughs> We're still in oh, that uh, that phase of uh, feminism where they just think it's good if you're killing men, straight white men. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They're gonna clip that too. We all know it's good. So, <laughs> uh, Kurt Russell, actually, I know him well. Because I watched mm-hmm. Executive Decision. Oh, shit. The yes. 90s movie starring Kurt Russell, Steven Seagal. Oh, Steven Seagal is in it, too. And uh, John Leguizamo and Holly Berry. So in this movie, um, the uh, airplane gets hijacked by terrorists and um, a team led by Steven Seagal and Kurt Russell use an experimental aircraft to board the plane privately and kurt russell is only there because he is an analyst he knows the terrorist the best so he's going to give them intel as they're in there now this movie i think i'd seen it a long long time ago when i was a kid but uh, i haven't rewatched it until now and i've known the stories because steven seagal is notoriously horrible to work with yeah and an asshole so there was a story where he like choked john leguizamo and I, think, yeah. I think someone on it was on set... John Leguizamo did a, like a stand up special where he like talked about it. And I already had a book where mm. he talked about it, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That must have been where like the story really spread out. And then maybe even uh-huh. more people talk about it. And I, I think someone stood up to Steven Seagal and like kind of punked him after uh-huh. that or something. But yeah. Well, because I also heard that part of it was the day they were going to film his death scene. He didn't come out of his trailer for like eight hours. Like yeah, he so he didn't out. want to die. He was gonna get his head yeah. blown up because the <laughs> the experimental aircraft that's attached to the other aircraft it uh-huh. loses uh, air pressure in like the the transfer tube, kind of like how a, a, a spaceship docks to another spaceship, one of those yeah. like extending tubes. And his head was supposed to explode, and he's like, "No, I don't want to do that." Um. So he, like a baby, was in this trailer. And now in the movie, what does happen is he dies heroically in the tube, trying to save the rest of the people, like, you know, tying it off or locking it down. Uh And very shockingly. So it happens so fast. Uh I don't even I don't even remember a salute. (laughs) It happens so fast that even knowing the story that we're talking about right now, I was still surprised when he died. That's how fast it happens. I was like, holy shit, he's dead. So the movie actually ends up being better for his change that he forced upon them, which is really Uh weird. Cause I think it is like, it's more shocking than, and then it's a John Leguizamo is kind of the head guy. Yeah. He becomes it. And you're like, Oh shit. That's now. I don't know where we are as the audience. I'm, I'm, really you know don't know what's going to happen so it does its job even knowing that that's going to happen so uh that was all exciting it's just such a solid classic 90s thriller on a plane um i can't yeah. i recommend it highly especially just seeing young kurt russell be a kurt yeah him and guy. him and john leguizamo are just really awesome in that movie from what i remember yeah john leguizamo is cool like he's he plays that role really 
well i forget how many how versatile he was in different roles like uh-huh. that where he could kind of be he would never be the hero the main hero but you know like the scrappy side hero assistant. i don't know the pest he's the hero okay <laughs> and he plays many roles in that he plays an asian person an egyptian person <laughs> oh no uh okay so actually speaking of steven seagal shows or movies I watched a show. I've been watching a couple episodes on a Twitch stream of the Steven Seagal series, Steven Seagal Lawman, from 2009 to 2000, I think, 14. Oh, is this the reality show? Yeah, the reality yeah. show where he was actually a sheriff in, uh, gosh, was it Louisiana? Uh, so it's basically Rural just cops. Louisiana. But with Steven Seagal. <laughs> and it's basically him with a bunch of cops going around uh, harassing black people and, oh, no. and telling them that they're lucky that he's letting them go. And then whenever they uh, interact with white people, they say, have a nice day. Oh, no. That's basically the show. And it's basically the show. Uh, it's it's pretty fucking amazing because of how just awful it is. How blatantly uh, it is that yeah yeah. No one you know it edit nothing. They and that's the thing. It's like it's edited as if this is good, you know. So it's perfect to yeah. see like yes, this is exactly what they think is good, and you can see it for all how fucked it is. Man, I can't uh, believe yeah. you watched that. <laughs> it was. It's because. I'm watching on a, a streamer is watching it and then, you know, like shitting on it basically the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then Mystery it's, science. it's fun to watch with everyone. Yeah. All the chat and stuff. Nice. But yeah. Incredible. Well, a lot of connections being made so far. Yeah. Um, should we talk about this movie? Project Wolf Hunting. Yeah. So a Korean movie that you uh, you put me on called Project Wolf Hunting. And, you know, you texted me, said, hey, just go in blind. So I didn't even read the synopsis on Vudu when awesome. I put it on. Yeah. I, I just, like, straight up just threw it on. But uh, it uh-huh. follows dangerous criminals on a cargo ship who are transported from the Philippines to South Korea as they unleash a sinister force after an escaped attempt leads to a riot. So I knew literally none of that uh, going yeah. into it. Um, but let's talk about this movie. It's, uh, you know, action horror, I guess I'd say. Uh, yeah, what did you think yeah. of this? Yeah, it's – okay, so this movie is basically like six different movies in one. And uh, I thought it was – it's awesome because of just how wild it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it starts out like basically like con air but on a boat and then it turns into this like predator terminator-esque like horror movie and then it turns into like a resident evil (laughs) action movie uh and it's like it's just fucking nuts um there's so much blood the that okay so one thing is like you were telling me they spent all of what you were saying, they spent all the money on blood, right? Yeah, the full budget must have gone yeah. to blood. Because everything, yeah. even if it is physically impossible to bleed like that, <laughs> they bleed. Yeah. It, you, the characters will get, like, punched in the head, and it's just blood spraying from their, their mm-hmm. head. Uh, 
But what was most impressive was like characters would get hit in the face or something and they would spray blood from their nose. But however they used like digital effects to hide the tubes, it just looked like they were really like pouring blood from their mouth and their nose. Yeah. It was weird how much like blood would gush from their different holes. Like yeah. a, a very common thing would be someone like slowly stepping on someone's head or pressing it against something and uh-huh. just that would cause them to bleed out of their eyes, nose, mouth and ears like st- <laughs> yeah. streams of blood. <laughs> it's so much blood that I was really having a blast just with that cuz there yeah. are no like not every kill is necessarily inventive in it. Uh-huh. But they're all interesting cuz even if it's a simple like oh the guy hit him in the face there's so uh-huh. much blood that it it feels like a thing. It feels interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's also weird because, like, so many characters die that it's, at first you think, like, a normal movie, you're like, okay, so these are, like, the main characters. Some of them are going to die off by the end, but, like, they're going to, a couple of them are going to get away at the end or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, basically everyone dies. Yeah, the movie is really weird in that way, that by about nearing the end, you Uh, ask yourself, like, wait, who am I even watching this for? Yeah. Like, who who was I rooting for? And the way that they reveal, like, who the real main character is and, like, the story of that main character... It's revealed in like the last twenty minutes. Of it's the so late, yeah. It's so late yeah. in it that <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah, you it's were amazing. putting a, a spotlight on this character for a long time, but you uh. didn't make them the coolest or like the one that we would naturally root for. Yeah, uh, and even some of the bad guys, it seems to kill so indiscriminately, where it's like, wow, you could have saved that bad guy for yeah. longer, yeah, which. You? Which is like like the coolest villain in this movie dies at like thirty minutes in, and you're like, "Wait, I thought he was like the main villain." Yeah, uh, like he, he could. He was so interesting problems. and like fun to watch. And then it was like, "Oh, you killed him first? Like, he's really fun." Yeah, that that it's like, but I mean, that's part of the fun of this movie is like, it's very unexpected. And there's so many characters that it's fine. Like it it does get a little weird at the end where you realize this movie is only making a sequel to future movies and like make trying to make it so bizarre. It ends as like, Oh, this was like a franchise beginning movie. It almost feels like a, uh, a pilot episode of TV. Like that's how much the last chunk of it is just setting up something possibly in the future. The... Yeah, it seems like it's like as if it was based on a comic and they like took just like the first trade of the comic and made it into a movie. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't actually like a complete story, but okay. So it's kind of it's not satisfying as a story for sure. Yeah. Like I was I was not satisfied, but all the kills are so fun and by the time you're thinking mm-hmm. that the movie is just about over where you're like, "Wait, where are all the cool where are the people <laughs> that I want to root for?" Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a very weird in that way. And I don't know. I hope, 
I see this in some uh, Korean movies lately, like in the last five, ten years, as they've really been producing awesome stuff, is that I hope they don't follow the sequel and, like, universe game, because even something like The Witch, I just started watching the sequel to The Witch um, series, and the first one is uh, really good, but it obviously is the first movie in a series and the second one is not very good and feels Wait, wh- which movie the witch on your taylor joy no I'm kidding. oh i was no. like, yeah i was like wait that one there's another one you know that's the a sequel let me make sure i got the name right yeah the witch um the witch part one the subversion and the witch part two the other one and you know oh. as good as the witch the first one is it just still feels a little like a setup movie uh-huh. And the second one is feeling definitely like just gobbledygook of bullshit. Okay. That's just like here's all this here's all the shit you need to know about this universe and and instead of telling a story. So I hope with that and like there was um I forget the other one but it takes place in the afterlife where it just feels like they're they're not making a good movie here they're making a franchise um, but still. Project Wolf Hunting, I thought, was really awesome. I would highly recommend it. Um, yeah, it's it's like... Because by the end, when it becomes like this Resident Evil action movie, it's mm-hmm. more like, this is what I wish the Resident Evil movies were, you know? Yeah, like, keep like how, it small. how bonkers it is. Yeah. And, 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 and self-contained. Self-contained, but like insane shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Project Wolf Hunting was awesome with this freaking Wolverine type dude. Yeah. He's like a Wolverine predator guy. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. Uh, any other thoughts yeah. about Project Wolf Hunting? PWH? Tompkins? <laughs> no, that's it for me. <laughs> cool. What else uh, have you been watching? How many other things do you have on your list? That's, we get that's it for many? me, actually. All right, cool. Then I think we should get into Quantumania talk. Let's do it. Yes. All right. So we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Let me get the official IMDb logline. Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. So this is the third in the Ant-Man series of movies. I think this is what's considered the first of Phase Five of Marvel, or something like that. Of like, I think, uh, oh, is that what it was? Or it's like either that, or it's the end of Phase Four, right? Yeah, I, I think it might be the the beginning of Phase Five. Okay, but who knows? Have you been a fan of the Ant-Man movies? Uh, I have. Yeah, I was a fan of the Ant Man. <laughs> Don't give it away. Now, see, I I barely remembered them. Okay. Uh, I remember a couple things, but I don't think they. I remember enjoying them well enough, but uh-huh. not being very impacted by I any of them. I I definitely did not care as much for the first one as the second one, but. Yeah, if I had to rank all of the Marvel movies, they would definitely be like 
middle to low tier, I think. Interesting. Interesting. So that brings us to Quantum Mania. What did you think about Ant-Man Quantum Mania? This movie was I feel like they it's it's Marvel like not really trying. Like knowing that the CG will do all the work for them. I yeah. feel like that's that's kind of how this movie is. And it's not an awful movie. It's just nothing special, I think. There's nothing about it that is like this was an idea that could carry this elevate this whole movie. Like this idea at least was here. Mm, so yeah. the rest that isn't as great is is good. Um cuz I know that like Thor Love and Thunder came out and people were like upset with that movie. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like there were enough like really funny jokes in it that I was okay with it ultimately right. and, and still enjoyed it. But this movie, I feel like I don't ever need to see it again. And none of the jokes or action were better than any other Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like there was so much CG of like aliens and stuff that it was like visual noise of like right random weird space things how did did you feel stuff morty uh sorry (laughs) justin roiland walked in for a minute so yeah i actually really enjoyed myself watching it oh it's in a weird place right because I don't think it's a good movie. There's actually a lot of it that I'm like, if I, if I were a teacher grading it, it would definitely be like, all right, that's actually just a bad story device and and things like that. Um, But there's also so many things that if I was grading it are like those intangibles of like, well, that's so sick. And like to see that on screen is stupid and fun. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's kind of where I'm coming from with the Godzilla and Kong thing. And maybe something that I've warmed up to seeing Marvel movies as. Where I'm just... I even have my Blu-rays, all my favorite movie Blu-rays next to me on my desk here. And so many of those movies are certainly not good movies. They're just Mm -hmm. movies with really ridiculous shit in it and stuff. And I enjoy those movies. So I think I was watching this with that in mind. Um, because of the Marvel fatigue and whatnot to where I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm not expecting anything. These shouldn't be anything like spectacular. They don't need to be tar. Like if I watched, and that's also the thing. If I watched tar and it only had, it wasn't a good movie and didn't have a, you know, good storytelling and script, but it was like, Oh, there's cool shit that happens in it. She owns the lib kid. (laughs) Like, no, I don't think I would think highly of that movie, you know, uh-huh. but these movies that are pulpy and uh-huh. have ridiculous shit in it and are comic book movies, I think I'm ready to, to just give in to that and judge them on that. Um, of course you have movies like Morbius that just suck. It's like, there's nothing <laughs> even interesting enough happening and it just sucks. Um, I don't think it's a Morbius um, but uh, I think yeah. this is kind of the ultimate ushering of a, like, 
hey, just let these movies be fucking whatever comic book movies, you know, uh-huh. is the ushering of that for me. And I think for everybody, it should be. Um, although there are plenty of problems with it. So I, I understand hey, the critical reception. You know, let's just take, take this movie for what it is, okay? Ant-Man's daughter starts out, she's in jail because she's part of Antifa. Yes. She goes to the Quantumania and becomes the Antifa of Quantumania and they overthrow the government, okay? <laughs> That's what this movie is all about. It's very true. A very in your face. Um yeah, even while that's happening, like you realize that the story is gonna be, oh, she's doing she gets a chance to to do this. Lead for her real. own rebellion. Yeah, you're like, okay. I only wish that like at the end they defeat them and then she realizes like they're far worse than he was. Yeah. And then like leaves. But then I guess that would just be a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, right? I think so. That's literally would be like an actual episode. We you know, don't people don't have people are really <laughs> That's my sorry, my it was unveiling <laughs> my Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> that's like if Joe Biden was a a Muppet or something. And you know, you got these Muppets. Some of them are frogs. Some of the Muppets are pigs. And then I'm uh, Corn pop. Sorry. People are really hating Phase Four Marvel, right? Which is wrong. the The internet basically is finally like upset with Marvel, and I'm curious: is it because they killed off Iron Man, uh, Captain America, and Black Widow, and then replaced them with? lots of diversity in their cast with Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel and, you know, uh, Eternals. Yeah. I, I would also it's say like, you have to, um, uh, and then you have to separate shows from movies, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's why I'm curious. Like the audience is like, no more They're They took out all the white people and then they're like really mad. And that's why, but, at the same time, this movie brings all the white people back because the entire cast, besides the villain, is white. So they <laughs> should like they the should movie, like right? So I think it, it shoots that theory down, really. Yeah. But I think there's been a there's been two things at play is the fatigue of all of the movies and the production schedule being increased uh, with oh. these movies and how frequently they come out, even with COVID slowing all that down. It yeah. still has feel, felt like a lot. And then, too, it seems like they're taking more risks with their the way these movies are in the storytelling. So that's bound to make the, the movies more polarizing. Um, yeah. You could maybe talk about a quality drop. I think that's fair with this movie, especially. And well. Not so what's weird though is like be, we reviewed Phase Four movies all probably more disparagingly than uh, <laughs> so I don't know why I'm defending them now. Leave yeah. Britney, Britney alone. <laughs> you gotta leave Britney yeah, the, alone. <laughs> it's uh, I just it's like you know, Strange World came out a couple months ago, and no one cared about it. But yeah. Like, halfway through this movie, I was like, man, this is like if they made Strange World a Marvel movie. 
because it's oh, just really? a bunch of like weird space places and weird space aliens. Yeah, but they're know? white in this one. Yeah, but they have more white people, right? Because that was the whole thing with uh, Strange World is uh, non-whites and non-binaries. It was diverse, right? Yeah. That's why it did worse. They're gonna That's why through. that one's going to do bad, and this one people will still see. Even though <laughs> it's tied for the worst score of all the Marvel movies with Eternals. Yeah, and let's break into spoilers just so we don't have to dance around anything anymore. But you know what? I had a good okay. time. I had a, I brought some sake into the theater, so maybe that was it. But I, I had a good time watching it and uh, maybe got a little bored at the end. But the beginning is is fun, um, uh-huh. but I do want to kind of tear it apart on some levels too. So, uh, would you say this is a recommend at all, or or what? what? It's just, I mean, it's just par for the course. I feel like if I had to grade it, I'd give it like a C. You know, it's not like the worst movie they ever did, but it's not anything special. It's just more of the same. I feel like I'd give it a C, S E E. You should go see this pick. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, spoilers. Um, where to start? Okay, one thing about this is it is a Star Wars movie in yeah. every way. Uh, the the From the world to the creatures to the humanoids to the rebellion to the main villain wearing a mask and being able to levitate people and force choke them and shoot yeah, uh, electric true. beams. Like it is just a star Wars. It's not he, just and, and, aliens, you know, it's, and everything. there's the, well, there's the, the deleted or not the deleted scene, but the after credit scene where he tells Ant-Man that he's his father. Too. <laughs> yeah. True. So, it's it's like almost a carbon copy. <laughs> uh, but it's it's kind of crazy how much this feels like a backdoor Star Wars movie. Yeah, and, and like genuinely, like a oh I I always wish I could have written something with Darth Vader, so I'm gonna oh. write this story. You know, it's like the Monster Hunter movie of star wars movies what if we brought people from their world into ours uh so that's insane but i loved that about it as well but i think the one thing that makes ant-man movies awesome is the shrinking and the growing the shrinking and the growing you have all these people with these shrinkings and they're growing but uh so having him interact with ants, with tiny cars, all that shit is what's cool about him. So that's not in yeah. the movie at all because nothing fucking makes sense. Like it's like there's some <laughs> jelly and there's some bigger jelly. Um. So what the hell? Uh. But so that's a knock on it. But I actually am okay with that because we got a bunch of like a different Star Wars world that we got to see with cool stuff. Um, but what do you think about like, how should an Ant-Man movie be? Yeah. I mean, there's, he, he loves to talk about the internet's meme of like, well, what if Ant-Man just shrank, crawled in Thanos's asshole and then grew himself back up again, Mm -hmm. you know? And 
he, like in interviews he talks about this in in the the new Marvel like dinner place there are the cruise or some shit he does like a whole recorded thing with Evangeline Lilly talking about it <laughs> and so I'm like well now's your chance to actually do this bit but you could use like a an alien or something you know right yeah something people won't care about yeah just like some random alien that doesn't matter and so i was like hoping for something like that but they didn't even do that and i'm thinking well what what if they have him grow really big and then he just grabs kang like a tic tac and then just eats him puts him in yeah that would be cool puts him in his pee hole <laughs> and then it'll be like uh the boys yeah episode <laughs> one season uh three before um, uh so yeah short small stuff like that is what we want to see so that yeah. part was kind of like lost <laughs> in the movie i think where it didn't feel like an ant-man movie you know yeah yeah well uh, the, so here's the thing is like what i like the least is that they got rid of his his supporting cast from the first and second movies his crew yeah with like michael uh, Pena. Michael Pena, who's who is the best part of the first and second movie, you know? Yeah, he's my favorite part of him. People love that guy. Yeah, he just has so much charisma, you know. And him interacting with Paul Rudd, the the first two movies was like they weren't that great, but Paul Rudd can't and him can carry those movies. Mm -hmm. I think they took him out of this movie. That's yeah, where it failed. He, he doesn't have a great scene partner in this movie. So Michelle Pfeiffer looking amazing yeah. in it. I think they're doing a lot of de aging to both her and Michael Douglas. Um, uh-huh. is my guess. Uh, but especially yeah. Michael Douglas, she looks amazing. But that character is not necessarily great. We'll get into in this movie specifically why her character really sucks. Uh, Michael Douglas isn't that interesting. Uh, Catherine Newton uh, has some interesting moments in it as that character, but she's not really going to play off Scott because there's yeah. too much emotion, emotional stuff they need to get through with the story with that. So there's real no, really no person for Scott to be playing off of. Oh, because Hope is also not an interesting character. She's a wet blanket character. Yeah, I don't really understand, like... Do the producers hate her or something? It's like she got written out of the movie, but they had to still have her in it. Yeah, she has a couple moments where she like saves him and Yeah, but so stuff, so that was but... another problem is that in part two, there's a great action scene where she's fighting people like in a restaurant and in a kitchen and she's just like kicking everyone's ass. And it shows like how much more capable she is than Ant Man. At yeah. just fighting in general and so i was assuming in this movie there'd naturally be some sort of evolution to that scene and she would do more stuff like that but like it's just her pretending to shoot stuff out of her hands and yeah have like force feedback from it it's just that's you, all she did and that's so disappointing and i would see, say the one thing is you still get a sense that she's much better than scott yeah. But she doesn't uh-huh. do anything. Yeah, you're right. There is no, like, cool wasp scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. And I also just think her character is not given much because she's the one who's always, like, kind of swatting 
the Scott serious Down. one. Yeah. Yeah. And that sucks. I think there's a way to make that funny and fun. Yeah, that it's like happening. Because I feel like they kind of do that in the the previous ones where she's like, she likes makes she likes to make fun of him for being incompetent, and like show him like this is how it's done, and and kind of be fun in that sense that she's like showing off a little bit. But yeah, I just feel like it's like almost purposefully neglectful of her character. Mm -hmm. It feels like because they've shown in the past that they know how to use her better. And in this movie, they they just don't care. Yeah. Um, but oh, going back to what you're saying about Michelle Pfeiffer, though, and M- Michael Douglas. Yeah, the, the action scenes that they did in this, I was like, I know that it's like a movie and everything is fake. But I was like, dude, be careful with these guys. They're old. Like, don't <laughs> fucking hurt them. This Jeez. dude has cancer or something. Like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they because they, they did some cool stuff in it uh the ant stuff at the end for michael douglas's character Mm -hmm. i felt like that was like a meme that they made into the movie you know like (laughs) it it's almost like a joke of like well what if they just had a bunch of fucking ants do everything actually and then they just do that yeah Uh, ants save the day deus it's so funny you know he's like uh gosh kang is like this invincible seeming beast of a character and then like a pile of ants jump on top of him and he's defeated <laughs> by that he's like yeah. i have to run away that that is like, one what? thing he is does not seem that powerful by the end of the movie yeah um, that it feels really weird especially if he's the big bad mm-hmm. for this next season um or whatever phase so that's yeah. weird. Um, it is just uh, a weaker version of Darth Vader. So there's that. And I don't think he's given much either. I've heard a lot of the good reviews being like, but Jonathan Majors is awesome. Like, he's great in it. Like, oh, the movie is so-and-so, but the Jonathan Majors. I don't know if I see that. I don't think he's bad. Maybe it's just he's re- he's giving a lot for what is there, but... I actually don't think there's a lot there to that performance or that role. So that's the thing with his character is like, it seems like he is acting like he knows a lot more about his character than we're ever given a clue about. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) he's like doing stuff where you see him have this like internal drama in his head, but he, they never really explain away anything that is going on with him other than, he was a prisoner and supposed to be there. Yeah. And what are we going to learn next that we give a shit about? Even like once we learned about Thanos, he was like, yeah. I was hurt. So I wanted to kill everybody. Like, okay. Dude, yeah. we fucking hate you, dude. Cause you're strong and you hurt people. And you, yeah. And you, it's like, what, how come you can't learn to, uh, never want other people to be hurt again? And not do it by hurting more people to get to yeah. that point. Like, what the fuck don't you understand? Yeah, I also think sometimes this, like, quantum realm shit, this uh, multiverse stuff, it's oh. harder for me and perhaps other audiences to start caring. It's one thing when it's like, I destroy planets in your universe, like, and I'm going to yeah. eat your planet, versus, like, the 27th reality of when you were a <laughs> kindergarten teacher 
will be destroyed. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I Definitely. guess that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, because right? the that's funny because like at the end of the movie, they the teleporter is like going and Ant Man doesn't go through. And they're like, Where is he? And it's like, just fucking go check. <sighs> Look like, immediately. Yeah. Pop through. It's not like this thing is, you know, it's it's gonna take twenty minutes to fly through. Check and make sure he's okay. And then they get stuck there. And but the thing is like the the portal goes away and at no point am I ever worried because I'm like, well the people that can make a portal and know how to how the science works yeah, the, are on the other side people. ready to do it whenever they want. Yeah, you so guys got out without anybody on the outside. Now you have <laughs> yeah. somebody on the outside, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. So and then and then the portal just a portal just opens up like right after immediately anyway. You know, which is also weird because you're like, oh, so they're going to be stuck there for a while until yeah. they get back. And you're like, oh, What's no, that mean? Home. OK, I guess. Yeah, just fuck it's go home. fuck. Fuck it's, it. It's the same as if they had just gone through the first one. Yeah, because are they going to go back to the quantum realm? I don't think so. You know, it's like this is like a one and done. It's not like you're saying it's like I feel like I shouldn't even care because. This is the only movie they're gonna be in the quantum realm, and then yeah, it's and like, what is the quantum realm? Like, I yeah, I I can't be thinking about the quantum realm, <laughs> worrying about that. Yeah, it's there's already multiverses. It's like, and the multiverses already were like, I barely care about this place. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's not my Spider Man. Kill him. <laughs> uh. Yeah, okay. People that are saying Jonathan Majors, though, did a great job. Okay. Where were they when Lovecraft Country was out? That show is canceled because you didn't watch it. Yeah. And instead, you're watching this fucking movie. Okay. He was great in that show. He was actually great in that show. Yeah. And he is great. It's not that he's not great. It's just that, like, yeah. I don't he didn't know. get anything to do, I feel like. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah. I, just... I think a lot of the actors that are in this movie are great. Yeah. It's not. It's not happening in this movie. Um, that reminds me to uh, Bill Murray in this movie. Yes. Another. Uh, Just theater. delete that scene from the movie. <laughs> what is he doing? It's not all that funny and he's supposed to be a funny guy. It's it's just okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Murray. Um what else was I going to say about this? Um, something I really wanted to make sure I talk talked about with it. Uh, it'll, it'll come to me, I'm sure. Oh, oh um, it won't. I know. Uh, William Jackson Harper, okay, who played Cheaty in good, The Good Place. Oh, yeah, he's awesome in it. That whole crew he's, rules. That like could they not have just shown them more? You know? Yeah. Like I feel like the the whole bit about the holes would have been better if they like actually made proper callbacks. I feel like they referenced it once and then made the payoff joke at the end. True. And I was like, No, that's not earned, you know? Like, yeah, that it was kind of just true. like uh, whatever, but it worked yeah, well she, enough. But yeah, it's like those uh, characters are so funny that 
I was like, yeah, I kind of want to see these guys uh, talking more. They're all cool. Yeah. Yeah, because he's in there and he has, like, the mind reading. But I feel like it's just so underutilized. If he wasn't in it, it wouldn't have mattered, you know? Like, he didn't do anything important, really. Yeah. It's just for, like, the jokes at the beginning. Just for... Yeah. And that's why it is, like, a cool Star Wars movie. Because you're just seeing, like, these... Hey, here's a crazy thing. But everyone's treating it normal. And it's just... Happening. Uh... So I I like those parts definitely. Those were among my oh. favorite parts of the movie. Um but yeah, I just want more of them if anything. Mm-hmm. Uh and then we could talk about Modoc, right? Oh yeah, Modoc for sure. Got to talk about. <laughs> uh yeah, what do you think about <laughs> Modoc? You know, I was I'm glad that there is an actual canonical reason why they didn't have uh, what's his name? Play Modoc uh, from Oswald. the show. Patton Oswald. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I don't remember the guy. Yeah, but yeah, at the same time, would have been better if it was Patton Oswald. Yeah, I just got it. Like that guy wasn't that actor wasn't particularly funny in it. Yeah, you know there was a couple of uh. There was that scene between him and Catherine Newton at the end that I actually found uh, entertaining and fun where she's telling him not to be a dickhead. Uh Because it's that mix of, like, emotional scene with a little bit of comedy. I dig that. Other than that, he's not particularly funny in it as that role. Yeah. He doesn't really sell it to me. And the best part is just when you get to see his, like, tiny ass. Yeah. (laughs) That, That was great. Uh Oh, but and, that has nothing to do with him. My theater, everybody gasped in a very, like, shocked, disgusted way whenever you saw his face. When he <laughs> took the mask off and you saw the, the CG stretch face. Like, you could hear the uh, tones of the audience every time. Not just the first time where they would, like, burst out laughing uncomfortably. Because oh. it's so yeah. intense. When they show his face the first time, I think my friend and I were, like, the only ones in the theater that laughed at it. No, it was my whole theater, like, holy shit. It was also, like, it was was every reaction that makes a noise. (laughs) It was really intense. Uh, So, I actually like his design with the mask on. Um, I thought that that wasn't bad and all the guns on it. I think that's really sick, but... Uh Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, the way they decided to do the face, it was. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know about. It's like, just the fact that they said the character was gonna be in the movie, I was already like, well, that's everyone's gonna hate it. I don't. <laughs> I can't see how they wouldn't. And then uh, they're. I think they find, decided to play into that and be like, well, let's just make him extremely, like unpleasing to look at yeah in every way in an uncanny valley way uh i remembered what i wanted to talk about was michelle pfeiffer's character janet van dyne doing one of my least favorite plot devices which is a character saying we have no time to explain or i'm not going to explain that to you for something that should very clearly be explained and would be the benefit very clearly before you even got there 
years ago. I was and I was ashamed for leaving the resistance. So it's like, come on. Yeah. It's like, well, now you should feel more shame because you just seem like a fucking idiot. Yeah, you fucked up. Not your like the the resistance. I could care less that you left them because we pulled you out ourselves. So it doesn't matter that you left them because we made that decision for you. Yeah. But the fact that you didn't tell us that (laughs) that's, that was my problem the whole time was like the first half of the movie. She keeps referring to Kang as him. Oh, he's going to be looking for us. us And it's like, yeah, we fucking know who it is. Okay. We fucking know. Just say his fucking name. Yeah. And your family who's there who are just like, Hey, can you at least tell us, are there like poisonous bugs here or anything? And Michelle's <laughs> yeah. like, I can't talk about that right now. We don't have time. No, I just yeah. stepped in like a pile of hot liquid, like a puddle of it. Will that yeah. kill me? Is it going to be you acidic or poisonous? Or... You don't understand. There's no time. <laughs> okay. the, the like the people that give them the, uh, the glider when they approach, she's like, instead of being like, Oh, don't worry. I'll do like a secret handshake with these guys and then we'll get a ride. She's It'll like, look violent. Yeah. Don't worry. I got this guys. And they're just like, Oh, are we, are we going to have to fight? Are we going to have to fight? It's like just people got to so take like anti, have to take Xanax when they hang out there. Cause they're not ever sure if they're going to be in some shit or. Yeah. Uh, it's awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't even mind that, that handshake example. It is still pretty rough, but at least that's fun. Uh-huh. While everything yeah. else is just like, no, not going to tell you. Not gonna yeah, tell it's you. like, well, we're flying on this uh, glider for about 25 minutes till we make it to the city. Yeah. What should we talk about? Now nah, there's not enough time. <laughs> we're on this ship and I'm flying it with my hands in goo. Can you imagine? You'd want to punch her in the back of the head. <laughs> uh, yeah, very, um, very frustrating. And I'm looking at IMDb, just some of the costumes here. Oh, it! I'm telling you, it's it's intentional. This Star Wars thing. Oh yeah. Because the costumes, it's not just that the villain is exactly like Darth Vader. It's not just that it sounds like it seems like being on Beskar. It's like literal costumes that they're wearing are ripped straight out of Star Wars. They're like they're like the rags, clothes that are like made of like rags and stuff, right? Flowy shit. Yeah, and like even goggles that are super like something struck from that uh, props department. You know, so I feel like the coolest scene in this movie is the scene where Ant Man like duplicates himself. A bunch of times and so does the wasp yeah but i feel like i also completely forget about that scene <laughs> right about the movie so yeah. it's the reason why it's cool to me is because it has a, a great emotional payoff with a cool idea mm-hmm. but it uh, the reason why it might be forgettable is because it doesn't like play with that idea like the, the ludicrous the idea even in that scene, but just like the ludicrous oh, yeah. idea of having to interact with other uh, versions of yourself, it plays it just oh. for like a couple jokes mm-hmm. and then they come together. But 
I feel like there's nothing like groundbreaking about that scene. You kind of feel like it's a very cheat scene. Like, oh, here's a really big concept. We're not going to dig into it really. Yeah. It's It's like, because by the end of it, it's like, well, it's just going to be hope grabbing him and pulling him to throw him to do the thing. So like, it's just them two doing it themselves with all these clones being irrelevant. Yeah. And it's also interesting because, but later in the movie, you'd think that that's like a moment where they're being Ant-Man and the Wasp and actually like doing like a team up move or something that that would translate to later in the movie. They do a very similar technique right? where they're like, just like we did before. Oh yeah. And it's like, yes, they, they're better together. And then instead it's just like, she comes back and like beats his ass for King's ass for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Which at the same time was like, well, it's cool that she gets to do that. It's cool that she gets to be the one instead of him at the very end to do that. But like, we need a special. Can move. they do more teamwork stuff? You know, you got to do the the team up attack. The deadly bomb. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's all we want. Every movie we're like <laughs> talking about about some Oscar nominated movie, I'm like. Well, Kate Blanchett and Tar, I mean, it was great, but no Dudley Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, she had a wife. They could have Dudley Bombed someone. Yeah, there was a team there. So if you have a team. The, the, kid, the kid that was bullying her daughter, Dudley Bomb her ass. Tell me who's bullying Listen. you. Point to her and we'll Dudley Bomb her. <laughs> The, the fucked up thing about what makes her a great movie is that's possible in that movie. <laughs> like, that's not completely ridiculous to possibly happen in the movie star. True, true. All right, any other thoughts about Quantumania? Uh, that is it for me. Oh, actually... Let's talk about the the last scene, the uh, after credits. Oh, the two post credit scenes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, really great, Jonathan Majors getting to do these dumb voices, like goofy Jonathan voices. Jonathan Majors on SNL. This is an yeah. SNL skit. Skit. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, I was busting up because those are that's like, oh, there's like hundreds of versions of it. So what versions would we make of him? And it was like, I'm just going to do this voice. That's a character. It was like, there's like, no we'll idea or thought over it. We'll see you yeah. helmet on. He's like, close your eyes. We're going to put clothes makeup on you. You're not going to even know what you look like. <laughs> just me. And now what's the voice? And he's just doing these random voices. Yeah, which I think uh, that also like ruins stock and this multiverse stuff where you're like, <laughs> oh, you're a big bad guy? There's millions of them <laughs> yeah fine the, the what <coughs> who that's scary for is venom and uh ultron ah because shared consciousness would make them supremely united and powerful yeah true uh, and then, yeah, the the scene after that was with uh, Loki and Owen Wilson back in. Oh, right. Yeah. In the day. Talking, watching the original Kang, 
developing his like first initial time travel multiverse travel device which and it was like in the 1800s but somehow he's not a slave talking to a bunch of like aristocratic white people in a room about his invention which was also very bizarre but i'm assuming is that just a multiverse where like slavery didn't exist or something because yeah. that would never happen <laughs> Or so you always write on your blog that it should. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, there are whatever post-credit scenes for me. I, I really yeah. enjoy them too much. Yeah, no, they were like bullshit that you would like guess that they would, you know. Yeah, a Loki they anything thing. That okay, was I like... totally forgot about him and Loki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, and then, oh, when the Owen Wilson showed up on screen, uh, someone in the audience did a perfect Owen Wilson wow. (laughs) Amazing. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. That's really good. Actually. All right. Well, that is Quantumania. (laughs) And you know what? Next week, we got Cocaine Bear. Yeah. I'm very excited for Cocaine Bear. I think that's going to be great. Directed Um, by Elizabeth Banks. Oh, yeah. Uh, next week also Party Down season four starts. Oh wow! Wow, kind of starts up, <laughs> and then uh, that David Harbor Netflix movie We Have a Ghost comes out also. Uh, did Where I see the trailer? Family family moves into a house. David Harbor is a ghost in it. Oh fun! And the kids the kids are like, dude, we could become viral on TikTok if we record this ghost. <laughs> and he becomes like a viral oh, no. internet celebrity. <laughs> I gotta, gotta watch it then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, it sounds like it's a packed weekend of uh, interesting movies. So thank yeah. you for listening. We'll see you all next week. Uh, bye. Gra. Recorded in the moments before Kristen gets back from B- PT. Uh, I want a lady who's built like a hime, sing like a siren, look like a dime. Did good in the sheets, but it looked like a crime. Left a speechless, so she works as a mime. Street buskin' and kids' birthdays, I skeet bust. When she gets near me, she's Miss Piggy. I'm her Kermy. We're sneak fucking like Bert and Ernie. She the one with the muffin top. Paid for the hotel, but she sleep on the cot. Came from Angola, she a missionary. My cardio bed, so she fucking on top. Put her on repeat, Rob Nick playing all day MTV. Creamy ass dick, look like a fucking Twinkie. Play with my ass, I'm about those twin things. Last name is Stern, but surprisingly goyish. Yes, I'm the man, but the charm is so boring. I can go ham, but don't harm me, I'm soyish. I use my hands, we can also get toyish. I use my tongue, you can also vibrate it. My hair is long, I don't care if you braid it. Rhyme braided braid, I don't care if you hate it. My dick's on a curve, and that's how you should grade it. Tongue work like I'm Paxton. Finger work like slaves. Cotton panties in the basket. Look how quick she came. Casamigos when she drive. Or Uber to some strange. Got violin in the lift. I'm making lemonade.